0: Today, I'm chatting with Her Excellency Sarei Chia, sweet-looking lady, runs Cambodia's central bank, leading Asia's first digital currency, BaKong. been to some of the most prestigious universities around the world, a single parent, an avid artist, and a passionate traveler. She's truly lived many, many lives in one. I am your host, Pauline, welcome to TW Real Chats, where lives and insights are shared. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sarei.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Speaking of um, leadership, you, you've led financial inclusion um, in Cambodia. Uh, you led the amazing blockchain digital money initiative in Cambodia um, called Bakong. Could you explain for our audience what Bakong is?
1: Um, well, you call it a digital currency. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of I call it a payment system. Um, but BACON is actually a system that allow different banks' uh, mobile application to speak to each other. Um, so, in the past, if you have an account, say, with Maybank, mm-hmm. and you want to do a transfer to um, Public Bank um you normally go to the counter and you do the transaction um and unless maybank and public bank has a specific agreement with each other it would not be possible for you to do the transfer so then you it would require maybank to connect with all the bank in malaysia for instance or here maybank connect with all the bank in cambodia in order to allow uh mobile app to talk to each other Mm-hmm. Um, in Bakong actually is one application where Maybank can only can, can just have to they just have to connect to Bakong. public bank just have to connect to Bakong and we allow this sort of uh, conversions and and uh, and allow them to speak to each other. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is it's allow peer to peer, and right. this is a very uh, beautiful. Um, feature of blockchain technology um, mm-hmm. so normally when i need to transfer banks, say look, go back to maybank and public bank okay yep so i want to transfer my account in maybank to your account with public bank right sure um, and maybank so i instruct maybank
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybank doesn't have an account with public bank right but right. maybank has an account with uh, the central bank. So, in Malaysia' case, uh, Bank Negara, yep. and public bank uh, similarly has an account with Bank Negara. So mm-hmm. then Maybank will instruct Bank Negara and say credit this much money and debit it to public bank account. Mm-hmm. Then public bank then May then Bank Negara will uh, debit public bank account. Then instruct uh, public bank to then credit. Your account, uh, debit your well,
0: no, you consider uh, we're on it. You would yeah, you would debit credit, May Bank and credit yeah, so the public credit, bank, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, debit so credit public bank and then public bank would then credit your account, yes. Uh, so, there is a whole chain of you know, uh, intermediaries. Now, suppose mm-hmm. that it is, um, it, it is across the border. Um, mm. And you want to send money, then you will have to find many intermediaries until you find one common denominator. Then only you can transfer the money. Mm. That's yes. the normal channel of money transfer. With yep. the peer-to-peer, it's more kind of like when I can send anything to you immediately without all these intermediaries, right? So I I can send money. It, it's kind of like when i send message to you on whatsapp or and and wow. you on whatsapp right right you would receive it immediately now i i oversimplified it and i i know some of the technologists don't like this simplification <laughs> but it's easier to understand sure. when i send you an image to your whatsapp
0: yes. basically
1: you have my photo i yes. still have my photo you yep. can then redistribute this photo to your friends and your family and so the mm-hmm. photo then has no real value right because everyone Correct. has it yep. um, with the blockchain when I send my photo to you yes, it will delete from my system and you would be the only one who has it the moment right. you send it to somebody else I your lose it. whatsapp will lose it so that's one photo then become a very valuable because there's only one person who can has, has right. it, have it at the end and so this is what blockchain does, and that's why when I send money to you, you will have it immediately. And, and so I have no longer this much in my wallet.
0: that, and, that is mind-blowing.
1: And and yeah, so and because this is blockchain, this is how Bitcoin mm-hmm. works, and this is why it is revolutionizing the payment world, because you you eliminate so many layers and therefore mm-hmm. so many fees. Um, and so it becomes then cheaper for, for me to send money to you, right? Sure. And it, mm-hmm. yeah. So for for so with BACON, it's it's easy for people to send money. And when I build it, I had in mind, uh, you know, migrant workers uh, who want to send money home, especially, right? How can you help them send money cheaply and safely uh, to their family uh, without paying so high fee to the banks?
0: From what I understand, in Cambodia, cryptocurrency is actually um, not um, uh, accepted. So things like Bitcoin, but yet mm-hmm. Bakong is. And you, you explained that mm-hmm. Bakong is actually a, a um, mobile payment. It, it, could you explain it? You, you, okay. you, you explain it so clearly with the yeah. WhatsApp image. I wonder if you could unpack that for us so, as well.
1: Okay, so cryptocurrency is, um, is a type of coins. Okay, so you know when I I explain to you when I send an image to you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you get the image, right? Sure. Um, now, in order for it to happen, um, there are probably a thousands uh, of people who are trying to mine what they call mm-hmm. mine the transactions. Meaning, um, they will come up with algorithm to make sure that. Uh, first of all, that I have that picture, it's mine, it's belonged to me. And that uh, when I send it to you, uh, it is it is you who will receive it. It's that particular picture and not any other picture. And mm-hmm. that the image will be deleted from my system. Again, sure. this, is, this is oversimplifying, right? Right. And these thousands of people, there are anyone, right? And, and this is, mm-hmm. again, what we call the distributed ledger, meaning mm-hmm. it will not go through a centralized system. Right. Um, it would be anyone in the public. It's the public who validate the transaction. And therefore, uh, the idea with blockchain is that they don't want to be controlled by government agencies or banks, mm-hmm. right? When You're they right. hold the system and they can do anything, Mm. With the distributed ledger, it means that um, every transaction will be validated by the public, right? Mm -hmm. And so why would the public, you know, be bothered to do that for you? Because at the end of the day, they will then receive uh, coins in compensation, right? So bitcoins was the first of of its kind. So every time you send bitcoins, there'll be someone who will validate the transactions. And these people, they would then earn something, a fraction of it. And then they can accumulate it. So that's so. So this is the distributed ledger. So now talking about this coin that they receive, Mm -hmm. these are coins that are created if there are transactions going on. These coins, whether Bitcoin, whether Ethereum, whether uh, it's you know, Dogecoin, whatever, yes. has no real underlying values. Mm. And the only reason why it prices increases is because there are people who believe in the peer-to-peer, right? They think that if this coin exists next time you want to transfer money, you can just embed the value under this coin, so you can, so Bitcoin can be, you know, 20,000, worth 20,000 US dollar a coin. Mm -hmm. And if I want to send Bitcoin to you, it will be very hard for me now to send money, right? Right. Because I have to go through all these channels. I have Mm -hmm. to do a KYC and to tell them who I am, etc. Yep. And then if I send Bitcoin to you, it will be so much faster, cheaper. And so once you receive Bitcoin and in Malaysia, there are definitely someone else who can find a use of it and say, look, take to 20,000. I'll mm-hmm. take your Bitcoin because now I want to send this Bitcoin to somebody in Singapore. Right.
0: Yep.
1: And, and this is how it works. So it's, it's kind of like a utility. It's a mean to transfer. But the value really depends on the people. Like how much mm-hmm. you you want to give value? So it for me it's like a piece of art, right? Where you 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 buy it, but it depends how much you appreciate the art. Then the value mm-hmm. increase accordingly. So there is no underlying values like stock. You know, stock prices yes. increase because um, you know the the their earnings increase because you know they they discovered something new. The company mm-hmm. discovered launch new product. For bitcoins, mm-hmm. it's all depend on you know who is willing mm-hmm. to pay. And if in the stock market, it's just you and me, right? Yeah. Um, you, you tell me I sell it to you 20,000, you sell mm-hmm. it back to me 25,000. And so maybe there's just a group of people who are just doing this transaction. And then you have outsiders who look at the, the curve and they say, oh, wow, it's keep increasing every day. Let's go in. So they can mm-hmm. come in and they will buy Bitcoin at 30,000. Sure. And you and I, now we're we making money, right? There, there's yes. no reason we, we stay. So we'll mm-hmm. just sell it out at 30,000 and exit. And so now this other person has it at 30,000. So mm-hmm. what what are they going to do? Who are they going to sell it? Unless there's somebody else who, who's willing to pay, you know, 31,000, mm-hmm. then likely you will just hold it and there's no value to it. Mm.
0: I love the analogy that you drew to art and, and, you know, just as one collects art and trade in art. So it's very, very, it's very clear there. Um, Whereas with with Bakong, you're saying, is is
1: Bakong um, packed? Bakong is is packed. So it's packed to, so the, in order to be able to use it, central bank has to exchange their fiat money Mm -hmm. with the central bank. And then we issue them uh, the back the, I mean money in the digital form and store in Bakong. Um, so it's pegged one to one. So we, we have two currency in Bakong in US dollar and Khmer real, our right. local currency. Yes And so it's all one to one. So the central bank basically say, well, you know if bank come back and you want to withdraw, it's it's you're gonna get it one to one. Hmm.
0: I I love how you you. I think you mentioned it before. The motivation for studying bakong you had in mind the migrant workers, um, migrant Cambodian workers overseas. And previously it was just so hard to just wire money back. And even when they did that, you know, you you lose so much on, on transaction fees on their very small salaries already. Um, could you could you explain to us, um, with with all of this. You, you've also started the financial literacy programs in Cambodia for women. Why, why are migrant workers and women so important to your heart in, in championing, you know, um, a financial system, financial literacy? Why do you think it's so important for women in your vision?
1: Well, there are studies that, you know, women tend to spend more on the household welfare than men. Um, of right. course there are, there are men who who are doing that too, but just I mean, statistically, women are more likely to spend her earnings to on 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 children's educations, and healthcare, et cetera. So mm-hmm. um to to empower these women. Uh, is also to build a stronger household, a a better education for the kids. Um, The other thing that I'm I'm always fascinated with, you know, I I never really actually wanted to work with the central bank. Um, It was purely a coincidence. Um, The first time that I joined, I purely joined as a translator out of, you know, it was summer work and uh, they needed somebody who can speak French. And and so I was there available and um, eventually um, I stayed on. I was placed with a, a microfinance supervision department, mm-hmm. and so we went on to supervise uh, microfinance. and And my job back then was very simple. I was just a junior officer, so I just follow around uh, whatever happened. And mm-hmm. in one of the exercise was to interview uh, the the borrower, right? So right. we interviewed this family explain to us that without a microfinance loan they wouldn't be able to send their children to school because with the loan they can grow their business earn more income mm-hmm. and that's when I, I realized that my my job then of you know and I, I have an accounting background um, it wasn't as boring as I thought because you know it has an impact if if I can continue to make these microfinance, uh become sustainable in the long run, then they can lend more um mm-hmm. and and hopefully cheaper to these people and then improve you know the living standard. So that's how I, I wanted to join. So access to finance is important. It has the potential to change um a family
0: um entire households. Entire household,
1: really. yeah. And, and particularly for, for women, as, as I mentioned to you, but something that, um, and I keep explaining, I so said, when you look at, you know, when you go to shopping malls, right? You yes. have, you know, three floors dedicated to women, and then you have one floor dedicated <laughs> to men and together with the with children, right? Sure. So the power spending is actually, from a, this is from an economic perspective, the power mm-hmm. of spending actually lies with women. Mm-hmm. right they know that women make decision that's why you know the three <laughs> floors of uh, a fashion wear for women um and then you go to the and then underground you have the supermarkets where sure. again women right so yes. there is a, a study done by McKenzie uh, mm-hmm. a very long time ago um, and it says that um 70 percent of global spending are mm-hmm. um um what do you call it um influenced by women right, right. 70 so percent yeah so women are the one who actually make decision i mean if you look at advertisement Unilever and all this it's all mm. targeting women women you look at the Indeed. advertisement and so from an economics perspective if these women are the one who are spending money what if we can you know increase their ability to earn. If they earn more, then they will spend mm. more. And then you, you will get this economic cycle going, right? Right, right. Um, so that's that's purely just from an economic perspective. But I think from a more sort of a um, um, moral, uh, sort of uh responsible mm-hmm. perspective, you also want, um, the children, because they are the future of the country that you want them to sure. have a good health care, to have a good education. and these are the kind of decisions and spending that are going to be made by women. Mm. And empowering women for me is is really important. And from a personal perspective, i i mean i I was I went into an arranged marriage when I was nineteen, right, right. And I stayed in for twenty years and um, i don't think i would have the courage to get out of this marriage if i'm if i weren't financially independent and that is something that i i told a lot of girls and young women that i met is that it's very important um, that you remain active professionally um, that you have your own earnings um, mm. because you know anything can happen. Um, mm. you know, I was in this marriage for 20 years. Um, who would have thought that you know I, even me, I wouldn't have thought that I would get out of this right, right? but it happens and mm. and you know
0: it's thanks God
1: amazing. I I yeah. was I was you know I was financially dependent enough to, make that decision of walking away and mm. and you know and and build a new life but if if you are entirely dependent on your husband, uh, husband or your counterpart um then it will be very difficult for you to mm-hmm. to walk I, out
0: I, yeah i love what you said because i think it's so prevalent in asia where where in many marriages um or in their homes where women go, oh, I'll just leave the money management to the husband. And, you know, I don't even know how to to, to do investment or I don't need to know too much. And um, then they find themselves later on in life, um, you know, being really dependent. And I think that that shifts that balance in the home. We talk about gender equality, but gender equality begins with money, doesn't it?
1: I mean, everything starts with money. (laughs) Everything starts (laughs) with money, believe me.
0: So I, I love that you shared that story and, and I suppose that has driven you as well to, to bring these programs into the schools in Cambodia, teaching financial yeah. lit- literacy. Guys, ladies, give us a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. Um, I am Pauline and I'll see you again in the next Real Chats episode. Bye for now.